2: What? <laughs> that model. Oh, Mary, what a beautiful model in that dress.
3: It's
2: well, she isn't bad.
3: Oh, darling, you're not looking at the dresses, and I want you to help me pick out an outfit. Now, this is a fashion show.
2: Which of those girls will be in fashion this season?
3: Oh, you. I'm going to pick out a dress <laughs> by myself. I'll see you when the show's over.
2: You mean this performance isn't continuous? A fine time to tell me. Ah, uh, Monsieur Boston Blucky. I am so glad you
4: attended my fashion show. Oh, hello, Pierre. You and the Mansell have seen something you like, no?
2: I like that model over there, Pierre. Which, the
4: red satin, Blackie?
2: No, the red head,
5: Pierre.
2: <laughs> Skip the phony Pierre stuff, Blackie.
4: Call me Joe. Come on inside. I want to talk to you.
0: And now back to Dick Colmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friends. To those who have no friends.
5: Why
6: doesn't that janitor hurry up? Why doesn't he? Give me, Mr. Olson. Uh, uh, What took you so long, Harry? I sent the elevator man down for you 15 minutes ago. I'm sorry, Mr. Olson. I was fixing one of the furnace doors Uh, down in the basement. Oh. What's the matter? Can't you get into your office? I I forgot my key, Harry. Well, I guess I can let you in. Oh, good. good. Here. Here. You're working kind of late, ain't you? And I'm worried about some papers in my safe, Harry. Papers in a safe ought to be safe, oughtn't they? <laughs> yeah, yes, but please. <laughs> well, then... There, your door's open for you, Mr. Oh, Olson. thank you, Harry. Wait, I'll, you. I'll turn on the light for you. Fine. There. Thanks, Harry. I'll... Uh, why, Mr. Oates, <laughs> Look, have papers my... all Steve, over Harry, It's open. I've been
5: robbed, robbed. Yes, call the police, Harry, fast. <laughs>
6: This is the safe that was robbed, Inspector Faraday. Uh-huh.
4: When did you discover it had been robbed, Mr. Olsen? Well, when I came to here to my office just now. You sure it was
6: locked when you left here? Well, I'm positive, Inspector. I locked it myself.
4: Anyone else in your office know the combination? Well,
6: there is no one else in my office, Inspector. I operate a money lending service, but I I work alone.
4: Well, Rollins will find fingerprints on it before he's through. Oh, we'll good. find out who opened it. Uh, anything
6: of real value missing? Everything. Cash, $25,000. All the money I have in the world. And an IOU for $50,000 signed by Pierre. Pierre? Who's he? Uh, he's a dress designer with a swanky shop and salon on the Avenue. Oh, yes. I know that, Pierre.
4: In fact, my wife tried Inspector Faraday. Yeah, Rollins? Excuse me, Inspector, but I've gone over that safe from top to bottom. Been over the whole works, huh? Now, how many prints you got? Not a one. See, I told you, Olson. It's soon... What did you say, Rollins? There's not a fingerprint anywhere on that safe, and it wasn't fried, forced, or blown open. No prints? No prints. No, this can't be. He couldn't have done this. I won't believe it.
6: He, Inspector Faraday, who's he? Boston Blackie. Yes, but who's he? The cleverest
4: safe cracker in the world. No. If there are no prints on your safe and it was opened without blasting, only one man could have done it. Boston Blackie. Sure, it has to be opened by someone with sensitive fingers, someone who could feel the drop of the tumblers through his gloves. And I know only one man who fits that description, Inspector. Boston Blackie. I know that, Rollins. Olson, you say you don't know Boston Blanky?
6: No, not at all.
4: Why would he want to rob your safe? I don't
6: know. I don't know the man. He doesn't know me or anything about
4: me. Uh, he knew one thing about you. What was that? He knew you had a safe full of cash, Mister Olson. Blanky had twenty five thousand reasons for robbing you.
2: Come in. Hello, Blackie. Hello, Faraday. How's everything, Blackie? Fine, Inspector, until you came in. What's on your alleged mind?
4: Oh, uh, nothing in particular. Have a nice time last night.
2: Oh, I didn't do anything special. No? What did you do? Not much of anything. Just sat around and red. Yeah? What? Uh, something dull. I've forgotten what it was. You didn't
4: uh, run downtown for a little while, did you?
2: Uh,
4: No. No, I didn't. You didn't happen to uh, drop in at the bridge building sometime last night, did you?
2: No, not unless I walked in my sleep.
4: Well, uh, in your sleep, of course. You didn't happen to enter Roger Olson's office on the 18th floor of the bridge building. Roger
2: Olson? Who's he?
4: You were asleep all last night, huh?
2: Soundly and pleasantly, Faraday. Who's this Roger Olson?
4: Someone you met in your dreams last night and robbed.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Here we go again.
4: Come on. You might as well admit it, because I know you did it. Did what? Don't play dumb, Blackie. You're the only one in this town who could have robbed Olsen's safe and not leave a mark on it. What are you
2: talking about?
4: Roger Olson's safe. Robbed last night of $25,000 in cash and a $50,000 I.O.U. signed by some guy named Pierre.
2: Pierre, the dress designer? Oh,
4: you're beginning to remember now, huh?
2: I remember Pierre. In fact, I was at his fashion show yesterday and had quite a talk with him.
4: Oh, and what you and Pierre talked about yesterday was robbing Olson's safe and stealing his I.O.U.
2: Ha, ha. You're all wet.
4: That I.O.U. was due tomorrow morning, and Pierre couldn't pay it. So he bribed you to steal it by telling you about the cash in the safe.
2: Faraday, you don't have a brain in your head. Yeah? What Pierre and I talked about was strictly a personal matter. I never heard of an I.O.U. signed by Pierre and held by Olsen. That's all, period. Quite lying, Blackie. You and Pierre Somebody's at the door. Maybe it's that $25,000 calling on me. Come in.
3: Oh, Blackie, I'm glad you're home.
2: Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Miss Wesley.
3: Hello, Inspector Fats. My goodness, you look as if you were in the mood to arrest somebody.
2: He is, Mary, and guess who?
3: I don't have to guess, darling. What does he want you for this time? Oh, wait. Wait, I know. And, Inspector, you're right.
4: Mary. Uh, At last you're getting some sense, Miss Wesley.
3: It's not anything I'm getting. It's what I've gotten. Six brand-new dresses from Pierre's. What? Uh Uh-huh. Six brand-new dresses, Blackie. And Inspector Faraday, I think a man who wastes his money like that ought to be put away.
2: So help me, Mary. I didn't buy those dresses for you. Not one of them.
3: You did Well, then who did?
2: Well, I have good reason to believe that Pierre sent them. In fact, he wrote me a note saying he was going to. Sure he did. As part payment for you robbing Roger Olson's safe. Look, Faraday, if you're going to insist that Pierre asked me to rob Olson's safe, call him up on the phone and ask him. Don't bother me. No, oh, no. I'll do better than that.
4: We'll get down and see this guy, Pierre i got a hunch this dressmaker will help me get the goods on you.
2: We'd like to see Pierre, please.
1: I'm sorry. He can't be disturbed.
2: Why not, beautiful? Has he just seen you and he's disturbed enough for one evening? I'm from the police, lady. Is Pierre in his office?
1: Yes, he is, Inspector. But we're taking inventory tonight and he doesn't want to see anyone.
2: Not even you, huh? I can't understand that. Quiet, Blackie. You Pierre's secretary?
4: Uh-huh. We'll have to disturb him. I'm sorry.
1: Well, he's been in his office for quite a while without coming out. Except to mail a letter an hour ago. I suppose he wouldn't mind it. All right, you may go in. Sir.
2: Thanks. Me too, of course.
1: You seem to say things that are not necessary. I suppose you'll go where you're not wanted.
2: Ouch.
1: <laughs> That's all right there, Inspector.
2: Thanks.
4: Come on, Blackie. Fear, I... I'll do the talking, Blackie. Okay.
2: Uh-oh. Well, go ahead, Faraday. Talk to him. But I doubt if he'll answer, because from here, it looks like Pierre's dead.
4: Keep looking around, Rollins. See what you can find.
5: Okay, Inspector. Where's that coroner?
4: He'll be here soon, I suppose. Well, Inspector, I. Quiet, Blackie. I'll do all the guessing around here. Miss, uh, what's your name?
1: Marion Thompson.
4: You're Pierre's secretary, huh?
1: I told you that before.
4: Pierre was here late because he was taking inventory.
2: What are you doing here so late?
1: I always stay late on inventory nights in case Pierre wants anything.
2: Well, what he didn't want, believe me, my icy friend, was to be murdered. Uh. You didn't by any chance help him with that, did you? Ah,
4: uh, that'll be enough out of you, Blackie. We don't even know it was murder yet, unless you killed him. There's not a mark on him.
2: Because i taken. no fingerprints to be found,
4: Inspector. Anything else? Yeah, Rollins. Get out of here. All of you, get out of here. Okay, come on, boys. You too, Miss Thompson, you can go. Yes, sir. But stay in the building. Ah, uh, no, better than that. Don't leave your office. I want to talk to you later. And so do I, beautiful.
1: I'll be glad to talk to you, Inspector.
4: Ouch again, Faraday. Say, I'm beginning to hurt all over. Uh, Save your wise cracks for your future cellmates, Blanky. You're under arrest for robbing Olsen's safe. And maybe for murder.
2: I couldn't pull a gun on you while Beautiful was in the room, Faraday. But she's not here now. Unless t-
4: you're trying to convince me you murdered Pierre. Put that gun
2: away, Blanky. Oh, no. If I put this gun away, you'll put me away. And I have a few things to take care of this side of prison bars. Yeah? Yeah. And the first thing I'm going to take care of is you. <laughs> This is Blackie. Oh,
3: hello. Did Pierre clear everything
2: up? Beautifully, Mary. He's dead. Dead? Very. And Faraday tried to arrest me in the event it turns out to be murder. Oh,
3: darling.
5: Where are you now?
2: Not in jail, Mary. I'm in a drugstore.
5: Well, where's Inspector Faraday?
2: Tied and gagged and locked up inside a closet in Pierre's office. As I left, I told Pierre's secretary the inspector didn't want to be disturbed for a couple of hours.
3: Oh, Blackie, I'm worried about you.
2: You let me worry about me, Mary. You call Pierre's secretary in an hour to get Faraday out of that closet while I get myself out of a jam.
0: And now, back to Boston Blackie. Blackie and Mary go to Pierre's fashion show. And when Pierre gets Blackie alone, he announces that his real name is Joe and he wants to talk to Blackie. The next morning, a Roger Olson safe is robbed of $25,000 in cash and an IOU for $50,000, signed by the phony Pierre. Inspector Faraday suspects Blackie and takes him to Pierre's for questioning. But Pierre is dead. Faraday then attempts to arrest Blackie, but Blackie gets away. As we return to our story, Blackie is talking with Roger Olson, the man whose safe Blackie is
2: accused of robbing you know, Olsen, I keep thinking I've seen you somewhere before. Well, I don't think you have, Blackie. That's it? That's what? I know where I've seen you, behind bars. You were held in a charge of larceny a few years ago. Oh. I remember seeing your picture in the paper. If you remember that, you'll probably also remember that I was freed of the charge. Yes, Olsen, you were tried and acquitted. That's right. So you can't be tried again. But I happen to know you were guilty. So what? So maybe you took a chance on breaking the law again. Maybe you admit you killed Pierre. You had a good reason... If he robbed your cell safe, he could completely wipe you out by stealing that cash and that $50,000 I.O.U. you had of his.
6: If I thought Pierre had robbed my safe, wouldn't I have said so the minute I discovered his I.O.U. was
2: gone? No, because then when the police found him dead, they'd figure you had a motive for killing him.
6: Get out of here. I said get out.
2: Sure, as soon as you admit you killed Pierre. I
6: said get out
2: or I'll... Oh, you're not very good with your fits. Oh, I think I'm not, huh? I know. You're not. Oh, All right, Mr. Olson. Sometime after you get up and can see me through those black eyes of yours, I'll be up to see you.
4: Faraday speaking.
2: Hello, Faraday. That's Blackie.
4: Blanky. We found Pierre was killed by poison. We think it's suicide. But you stay where you are. You're under arrest for robbing Olson's safe.
2: Oh, no, Faraday. The only place I'm going to stay is away from you.
4: Look, Blackie. Unless you come down here right away, I'm arresting Mary Wesley. I'll hold her for complicity, maybe. Or easier still, uh, as a material witness. Oh, now, look,
5: Faraday. Be a good
4: boy. You'll be a good boy. Come down here and give yourself up. Come on, Blackie. We're booking only on the safe-cracking wrap.
2: I'll make a deal with you, Faraday.
4: No. Either you give yourself up, or I'm arresting Mary, Mary Wesley.
2: Give me 24 hours, Faraday. No. Oh, be a sport. Let Mary alone and give me 24 hours to prove I didn't rob Olsen's safe. And who might have killed Pierre if he wasn't... if it wasn't suicide?
4: Okay. One day, and that's all.
2: Thanks, Faraday. You're a great guy, only I'd need more than one day to prove that. Hello? You're the manager of this restaurant? Yes, and you are Boston Blackie, are you not? Oh, oh, you know me? By reputation, of course. What can I do for you? Uh, This restaurant of yours is the same building where Pierre, the designer, has his offices and his salon. That is right, and you are investigating his death. Blackie, I can help you.
6: You can? Yes. You see, I read every detective magazine and novel as soon as it comes out. We will go hunting for clues together, you and I.
2: I'm sure that won't be necessary, but thanks anyhow. Uh, just tell me this.
6: Did Pierre ever eat here? Oh,
2: yes, yes, regularly. You think that is a clue? It might be. Pierre died of poison. It could have been suicide, but was he in here for dinner tonight? Yes, he was. He certainly was. He and another gentleman came in. They looked
6: furtively about
2: and then selected that table there. Oh, well, let's forget that furtive business and tell me, uh, who was the other gentleman? Roger Olson,. eh? Is he a murderer, Blackie? He could be. That is, if he had a chance at dinner to slip poison in Pierre's food. Oh, but uh, that is not possible. No? Why? Well, tonight,
6: only Mr. Olsen ate dinner. Pierre didn't eat or drink anything.
2: Hello, beautiful. I'm glad you waited for me.
1: I'm waiting here because the police told me to, Blackie. And my name is Thompson. Marion Thompson, remember?
2: How could I forget the name or the face?
1: What do you want?
2: A little information. Olson and Pierre had dinner downstairs. Did they come up here later?
1: Yes. They went into Pierre's private office and had an awful row. Then Mr. Olsen left. A few minutes later, I heard Pierre typing something, and then he went out in the hall for a second to mail a letter.
2: He wrote a letter to whom?
1: I haven't the slightest idea.
2: Hmm, that's not giving me a very good answer.
1: Maybe you didn't ask the right question.
2: Okay, I'll try another. You look like an intelligent girl. If Roger Olson killed Pierre, he had to buy that poison somewhere. If you wanted to buy poison, where would you get it?
1: I don't know. Drugstore, maybe.
2: You couldn't get it there without a prescription.
1: Well, I'd go to a doctor and get one.
2: You wouldn't know Olson's doctor by any chance.
1: No. But I know Pierre. Shall I get him on the phone? Please. Not at all.
2: You know a lot of phone numbers, don't you? A few. What's yours?
1: I could tell you, but it wouldn't do you any good. My line is busy.
2: It can't always be busy.
1: No. But when it is not, I am.
2: Oh. Dr. Brennan speaking.
1: Oh, one moment, please.
2: Here. Hello? Yes. Uh, Doctor, I'm investigating the death of Pierre, the designer. I understand he came to see you from time to time. Uh, Quite often, sir. I didn't know that, but it doesn't matter. Uh, What does matter is this. Suppose a murderer wanted to obtain poison. How would he go about it?
4: Well, in the case of Pierre, he wouldn't have to go very far. I happen to know he kept the poison in his office. In fact, it was in a prescription he was taking.
2: Poison in a prescription?
4: Certainly. When used as directed, it was harmless. In large quantities, of
5: course, it would prove fatal.
2: Let me understand this. Somebody could have forced Pierre to take an overdose of the medicine you prescribed, and it would kill him.
5: Yes.
2: Hmm. Thank you very much, Doctor. Good night. Good night. <coughs> well, the net is settling down over our friend, Mr. Olson. It's too bad, beautiful. Your job is gone.
1: It wouldn't have lasted very long, anyhow. Business was awful. We were going to close up. The only one I feel sorry for was his sister. She was so faithful to him.
2: He had a sister?
1: Named Sally Barton. You know, of course, that Pierre's name wasn't Pierre.
2: Yes, I knew that. Well, thanks, beautiful. You've been very helpful. And incidentally, as you probably know, you've also been kind of
1: cold. It's starting to thaw out a little in here.
2: Too late. I've only got 24 hours to prove that Olson murdered Pierre, and part of it's gone now. I've got to get out of here. (laughs)
5: No
3: answer yet, huh, Bracky?
2: No, Mary, but we're going to wait.
3: You know, you made me leave my apartment so early this morning, I didn't get a chance to see what I looked like. I shouldn't go calling like this.
2: You look fine, Mary. Besides, Pierre's sister isn't going to care what you look like.
3: Okay. Anyway, nobody seems to be home.
2: Maybe we're at the wrong house. Well,
3: there isn't a number on the door. How can we be sure?
2: Well, the house next door is 247. The telephone book says Pierre's sister lives at 245. I think it did, anyhow. Hey, Blackie,
3: here's a mailbox with several letters in it. Maybe if
2: we look at the envelopes, we can tell if the sister lives here. You amateur detectives are wonderful sometimes.
3: Only sometimes.
2: (laughs) Oh, you're wonderful all the time.
3: Oh, say that again.
2: Later. Hey, read this envelope, Mary. The one I just took out of the mailbox.
3: Well, it's addressed to Miss Sally Barton. At least we know we're at the right house anyway.
2: Look at the return address, though, Mary. Even though someone did try to scratch it out.
3: It's from Pierre's. It might contain evidence proving that Olson killed him. Let's open it.
2: This might be the letter Pierre was writing just before he died. But there's a law against opening it. That says one time I am going to Faraday. If the law has to be broken, let's get the law to do it.
4: Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks very much.
2: Well, Faraday, what did the post office say?
4: Under the circumstances, it's all right to open the letter, Blakey.
2: Good, let's open it. I'll open it. All right. Open it.
4: I feel like a peeping Tom.
2: I'll feel worse than that if that letter isn't proof who killed Pierre. I'll be peeping through bars. What does the letter say, Faraday? Well, let me see. Well, come on, Faraday. Let me have it. I'll read it. Thanks. It says, Dear Sally, My business is gone. My health is bad. Everything is closing in on me. Yeah? Roger Olsen is responsible for everything that has happened to me. And last night, I robbed his safe of every cent he had in the world. Well, that clears up one point anyhow. Quiet pal. Let me finish this. It says, I took his money, and I destroyed the I.O.U. I had given him. So that if there is anything left of my business, it will go to you. I have taken poison, and will be dead in a few minutes. Goodbye. That's Saint Pierre. It's suicide. That's what I've said all along i got a note from Pierre in my pocket. I just want to compare this signature before we close this case. Hmm. Yeah. There's no doubt of it. Well, that's that, then. Not yet, it not. There are two things I still don't understand. What's that? How he could have opened Olsen's safe, and why he signed a personal letter to his sister with his business name. Huh. Wow! What's wowing you, genius? If it isn't you. You can bet on that. Let me see that envelope the letter came in, Ferdy.
4: Yeah, mastermind. You think there's secret writing under the stamp or something?
2: No. No, here's something better than that. What time did the coroner say Pierre died? Around seven last night. Why? Why? Because this letter is postmarked midnight, that's why. Can a dead man mail a letter? Ferdy, get Olson and that Marion Thompson to come down here. We'll have a meeting. And very soon, after the meeting is open, this case will be closed. <laughs>
4: You get going, Blackie. Miss Thompson and Mr. Olson haven't got all day.
2: I'm going to sit back and listen. That's right, Inspector.
6: I'm a busy man.
2: Take it easy, Olson. I'm ready. First of all, let me tell you something. Nobody opened your safe the other night. You did it yourself.
6: And robbed myself? That's
2: right, and robbed yourself. You were insured. You simply hid the cash you took out and stand to have the money duplicated by the insurance company. It's an old trick. I think I'm cleverer than that, Blackie. Oh, you're very clever. Destroying Pierre's I.O.U. made him a suspect. And then, after his supposed suicide and very handy note of confession to his sister, you were in the clear. Only Pierre didn't write that note. You're nuts, Blackie. You yourself said it was his signature. It was his signature. But he still didn't write it. That's where our friend Miss Thompson here comes in.
1: Oh, this is where I go out. You've got no reason to hold me here.
2: Slow down, sister. Your partner scheme was this. You handed Pierre a lot of mail to sign. He probably read the first couple of letters and then signed a blank sheet of paper without bothering to look at it. That blank sheet later became his supposed suicide note.
1: With your guessing talent, Blackie, you ought to have the weight concession in the console.
2: I've got facts to back up my guesses, beautiful. Pierre was dead at seven. I checked and found out that at 7.15 there was a mail pickup from your building. No letter. At nine there was another pickup. The letter was in that. In other words, Pierre mailed this after he was dead.
1: I mailed the letter. He called me in, gave it to me, and I mailed it myself at
2: 8.30. (laughs) No good, lovely lady. You told me before, he mailed it. I can see the headlines now. Beautiful secretary, murder's designer. Puts enough arsenic in water glass to kill the employer who had been taking arsenic in small doses, of course, to cure ailments. Well, well, if she killed Pierre, I I guess you don't want me any longer. Roger. Oh, it's Roger, is it?
1: Roger, you can't run out on me. You planned this whole thing. You said it was foolproof.
2: It was foolproof. Only I'm not a fool. Roger. Shut
6: up, Marion. I never intended that Pierre should die. That was your idea. You were in love with him and he wouldn't have anything to do with you. It was your idea to poison him.
1: My idea? Yes. You said... You said I get half of the money from the insurance
6: company after you collected your claim. You had as much to do with killing him as I. Did. You can't believe her. You <laughs> mustn't. I confess I, I robbed my own safe, but I didn't oh. kill Pierre. You've got to believe that. I didn't kill him, no.
2: Now I'll tell you something, Faraday. All Pierre wanted from me that day in his salon was Mary's address. Well, that winds up your case. And these two characters also wind up behind the eight ball. <laughs>